Konnichiwa! And hey, y'all! I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo Kaboom! Where we talk about all things sumo. That's right, and today we are talking about prep for the basho. What happens before the basho? And particularly, what's happening this time before July's basho. But we'll get there in a minute because first, I want to say thank you for some really nice reviews. Oh, we got online. Let's read some. Yeah. So let's start. Here's one from Sam Juan who said, hey, just thought I'd drop you and Leslie. Sam Juan is an old dear friend of mine. Oh. But I have to, I just have to read this because it's so nice. He said, I just thought I'd drop you and Leslie a note of encouragement on your sumo podcast. I've listened to a few eps and always enjoy them. You guys do a great job with a subject that I would not have expected you to be so interested in and so knowledgeable about. One of these days, I'd love to hear a little more about how you both got into it. I know Leslie lived in Japan, so that makes some sense, but it's still fascinating. Anyway, keep on dropping knowledge. It's good stuff. Yeah, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. He's Isn't just it? a nice guy. He is all around a very nice man. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we keep getting like all these hits and um, all these people following us from all over the world and I think that that might be just the most exciting part to it it's like I thought for a while it would just be our friends who would take pity on us and listen to us (laughs) but it turns out that none of our friends actually I mean a few of our friends actually do listen but most of the people that listen are all over the world and just other crazy sumo people like we are and that's like the coolest thing ever to me honestly I was jumping up and down and squealing the other day when the president of the Kazakhstan Sumo Association started following (laughs) us seriously it's like oh my god look at this I know we've had some really neat people follow us and um, I don't know how they're finding us but I'm loving it and we just are so excited that we're finding our crazy sumo people all over the world so let's get started with a news flash by the way I think I always sing that the same pitch every week. I'm pretty sure that one might have been a little different, but somewhere my be, musician's ear keeps pulling back to whatever note that is. You might be pitch perfect. Uh, that I know I am not, but I'm I'm pretty pitch good. You're pitch decent. I'm pitch decent. With a yeah. news theme. I'm decently pitched. I'm a pitch bitch. Oh, I nice. Like, and now a pitch this, this episode has become... Explicit. Explicit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Goedo. Goedo's retirement ceremony was scheduled originally for January 2021, but due to the coronavirus this week, I guess this last week, they, they pushed it back to June 5th. Of next year, 2021. June 5th of 2021? Yeah. They pushed it back more than six months. Yeah. They pushed it back a year from basically now. Yeah. So they're not moving forward with any of that for another year or so. So I thought that was interesting that they made that decision now. I don't know what goes into all of that prep or what what all that entails. I'm sure you want the public to come to that sort of ceremony. So I would assume they're they're waiting for it to be safer. I'm I'm hoping it will be safer in 2021. Also, big news and a real heartbreaker for some of our lady fans. Sorry, ladies. Abby got married. I think this is so sweet. And I want to remind you of a quote from your mouth on an earlier episode. You said, and I quote, Avi will never settle down. Well, I was wrong, wasn't I? (laughs) He found the right lady. That's right. And they call her a commoner, which I always think is horrible. It sounds like old world royalty marrying a commoner. But whenever they mention it in sumo news, they always refer to her as being like, 
average or not a celebrity. Oh, I on. think that's really what they mean. Is she's not a celebrity. She's not like a famous singer or something. We, she's just this, like a regular person. Yeah. But they always comment on how common how are. common she is. I was like, she's great in Avi's eyes. And I just keep thinking, there's people that are thinking that about us. Yeah, we're those average two ladies, commoners. They're commoners. Yeah, they're pretty you know average. those commoners that do a podcast <laughs> where they butcher all the Japanese. We're working on it. Yep. Um, all right. So apparently, they had actually been dating for three years. So uh, they submitted a marriage proposal. And so we were way off on Abby initially. Yeah. So he was single, yeah. but not really single. Well, maybe he was keeping it secret. He was. Yeah. So he he was dating her pretty well steadily. Let's yeah. say he had a steady before that we just didn't know about. We didn't. He, she was in hiding. Yep. And they are now living together in Tokyo. So that's exciting news. Congrats to Abby and. And just apologies to all the ladies who are heartbroken by this, by this news. But congrats to the one commoner who the stole one his heart. Very common, very average. Oh, my God. This could be the base of a musical, couldn't it? Like, Japanese sumo wrestler finds a common girl and they sing to each other and they fall in love. It yes. could totally be a Disney musical. It totally could. We're obviously not the people that should be writing no, that No, not at all. But, but not we will all. gladly uh, just offer that up uh, to the world. morsel of an idea up to the world to be developed into Disney's <laughs> next big hit. <laughs> Okay, the largest wrestler ever, who retired in 2018, named Aurora, came out this week and talked about wrestler eating habits. So he basically said, Suma does not care about you, and you are the only one to care about your body. And you will be rewarded by getting bigger and winning, but there are consequences when your body can't handle it. And he's been on this weight loss journey and working out since he quit. And he was, what, 37? He actually... Stated that Shobushi's death and his pre-existing condition contributed to his coronavirus death. And so I think that that's why he decided to come out as of late even more so about wrestlers' weight and their health. Because he said some people are great about it. Some stables are watching what the wrestlers eat. And then there's a lot of stables that just aren't. It's just balls to the walls, whatever you want to eat to bulk up. Balls to the wall eating habits. That's pretty funny i like that yeah even more explicit <laughs> yeah this episode My goodness is that just an american phrase balls to the wall i think it is i just never would have put it with eating before but it's twice as funny that way <laughs> apologies i'm really sorry you guys uh, sorry guys we have been in lockdown a little too long let me continue on with this balls to the wall <laughs> Uh, anyway, but he, he's lost a lot of weight and he's just come out and basically said that this is something that kind of needs to change. And John Gunning also echoed that same perspective where he said, this is a 200 year old tradition and the JSC isn't really monitoring eating because each table is different. I think that's an interesting take. Some guys may look fit, but they may not be so much. So you kind of get conflicting information on hmm. this. So that's pretty much what I got on the news front. Okay. Shall we move into the doyo? Yeah, let's move into the doyo. I wanted to talk a little bit about the doyo, the actual physical doyo. Fantastic. As we're moving towards the tournament, we just thought we'd take a couple of weeks to kind of get back into the groove of what a tournament feels like mm -hmm. and the stuff that happens prior to, even though it's going to be a little different, obviously, this time around. We're just excited. So we were just thinking, let's just talk about the cool stuff that happens, you know, yeah, before yeah. the tournament starts. And we're just excited is an understatement. We cannot wait I for know. this to begin. All right. So the doyo. 
Now, the doyo itself has evolved over the years. Now, the modern doyo that we see at tournaments is is um, is a circle, a rice bale circle, and it's about 4.55 meters in diameter. It's this, which is for Americans listening, about 15 feet. Yes, thank you. Although I do, I do get meters. Well, I still don't because I'm very American, and every time I have to look it up, I mean, I did I learn the metric system. It's we true. just use a different measuring system, and so we have to remind ourselves of what we learned back in fifth or sixth grade. That's true. When we don't see it often, this is okay. This is true. Okay, so the, the clay platform is six point seven meters on each side. It's oh. a big square. <laughs> okay, okay, so how many? Do that math in your head. Well, it times would be it, about times about three. That's about 18, 19, 19, okay. f- yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And the ring used to be actually a little bit smaller back in ye olden days at 3.94 oh meters. God. Why is this so hard? <laughs> it's just multiply times that's three. About three. About three. It was changed in 1931, and the diameter of the ring was increased to actually 4.85. <laughs> okay, the ring or the platform that it's on? Is that what you're talking about? You're no, talking ring. about the circle. No, the platform ring. now is six point seven meters on each side. It's a square. Okay. But the actual ring itself in the olden days was smaller. Smaller. Okay. And then due to the occupation forces in nineteen forty five, they thought it would appeal more. So um they had in nineteen forty five they had an, a little bit of time where they made it a little bit bigger. Wait. Because the of occupation forces yeah, that like were there. Larger things or smaller yeah, things? Yeah, we're Americans. We like big things. So they made it bigger for Americans. They made it bigger. Well, think about it. Just think about this little small circle. Now, you get more wrestling out of a bigger circle, don't you? Okay. Right? That's my. That's that's how I looked at it. It's not that impossible. It was 4.85 meters, and it shrunk back to 4.55. So okay, not it's a big not difference. that big of a difference. Okay, not, no. not enough to go on about. <laughs> Cut to this episode, four hours long. <laughs> All about the metric system. You guys, quarantine is killing us. <sighs> so anyway, it was very small. It became bigger. And then it settled back at what we have now. Okay, that all makes right? sense. Thank you. Okay, now the circle marking the out of bounds is actually made of rice bales, which we all know, called yep. Tawada. Yes. And the lower two thirds are actually buried. So it's only about the top third that we see. And there are four special Tawada placed and lined up with each straight side. And they're originally put there to allow for rain off, uh, rain, rain, r- rain runoff. Yeah, runoff. Or rain off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it should rain. Tournaments used to be outdoors. Yeah. So now it's just a place, though, that the wrestlers really use. Like if they're backing up and they know that they'll need an extra inch or two, they head towards those those rice bales. Yep. Because they're like, I'll get two more inches and that might be what makes me lose or win. That's right. Because of proprioception. But I'm ching to bring that proprioception. Big. Yep. Yeah. Bring that big word back. Those are actually called privileged. They're very privileged, privileged Tawada, and those are called Tokudawada. Privileged yeah. rice bales. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Now, the doyo itself takes about three days to build, and it is yet another responsibility of the yobidashis, the the callers, Mm -hmm. and they build with only traditional tools. You will not find a hammer or saw anywhere. The only thing I really saw was like a a metal nail. That's kind of all I saw when they put it in the center, and then they have the big rope, and then the guy goes all the way around backing up to make a true circle. circle. Okay. That's the only thing that I saw that was like a modern-day tool. Everything else is like a wooden mallet or it's all... All traditional tools, okay. which I thought was kind of interesting and really kind of cool. Yeah, really awesome. And they use their feet sometimes, and they'll shuffle across the floor to pack in the clay. 
they're bringing like buckets of clay from the river in and yeah. building it right on the platform, right? Yeah. Basically, the clay comes from, it's sourced from the Arakawa River in Saitama Prefecture. But now due to industrialization of that area, it now comes from Ibaraki Prefecture. So they have been using the same clay over years and years and years because they know this is the clay that works. Yep. But now they're allowing a little bit of a different makeup by finding a similar-ish type of clay. So it is clay. And it's a lot of clay. It is a lot of clay. And they pack it down. It's like a million different shapings, packings, watering, shuffling across one by one, different ways they shuffle, brushings to get it perfectly smooth. And did you watch the, um, have you watched any of the videos of the guys making it? Not from the ground. I mean, I've seen pictures, but I did not watch the video of it. Yeah. There's a couple of really great videos on YouTube you can find of the guys making the main one in Tokyo. Uh, it, but it's fascinating just to see how many steps it takes and just to see how methodical they are to make it perfect. And it, obviously there is a ritual, like a routine in the order of the way they do things. It's kind of fascinating. It's not kind of, it is fascinating. It looks like perfection. It looks like a clay pot, like before you put it into the kiln oh, on the yeah. surface, but it's just obviously never heated, but it's that sort of smooth yeah. and it just kind of blows my mind. Now, the top surface, when it is done, is covered in a fine sand called, they call it snake's eye. In English, that's what it's called, snake's eye, but it's janome, and it's dusted perfectly. It's what you can see the guys dusting in between. And the main purpose is this thin little layer will show if a heel pops out of the ring. And it will show an indentation. It's a really, really fine sand. Okay. So that's why you see them dusting and sweeping, making a perfectly swept floor so that the wrestler, should they step out of the ring, you will know. You will be able to see the evidence of them stepping out of the ring, which was really an interesting idea to me. And also, I think I read somewhere that all those seats that are right around the ring, those ringside seats, are Mm -hmm. called sand seats because you get sand from the doyo that ends up in your face and your lap and is thrown off from all the sweeping and wrestling, mm-hmm. too. This is the interesting thing I found about uh, people that sit on the ground. The doyo in ye olden days, probably prior to Edo period and all of that, when everything happened, was a circle of people. The people oh. made the ring. Oh. There's like a long tradition of people who like to sit on the floor and somehow don't mind that a wrestler flails their body, you know, into the air and on top of them. There's yeah. some sort of thrill for people who want to be that close to the action. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really fascinating tidbit that they widened the ring up over time. But originally it was people. Yeah. Well, you were definitely part of the action that way. Yeah. Now, there are two white lines that look like starting lines, yeah. and they're called shikiri-sen, and that is where the wrestlers line up to begin the match. They don't have to be completely perfectly on it. Mm-hmm. They can be a little bit back from it, but those are painted immediately following each day's event with this white enamel paint, and also the repairs of the doyo are made each day, and you can see cracks in the floor, which I don't know, I wondered, because... I was like, is it always perfect? Uh, It seems like they're okay with some normal amount of cracking. I don't know. I would love to see close-up pictures of, like, what is acceptable Mm -hmm. and what is not acceptable. Yeah, because there's some normal wear and tear that happens on the doyo throughout a basho. Like, they'll have close-ups of the corner or something, and you can see how cracked it is. Yes. Or after somebody makes a really big fall on the outer edge of the ring, the entire thing will be cracked. Well, yeah, and I have some thoughts on that specifically. I do want to talk, though, for a second about the canopy that hangs over the doyo. And it's meant to obviously resemble Shinto Shrine. And it dangles above. And it's called the Tsuriyane. 
T-S-U-R-I-Y-A-N-E, Suriyani. And it has always had this roof above. There were poles before, but due to television in 1952, they took the poles out yeah. and they, they replaced them with these big, big, huge tassels. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I noticed the tassels. How did I not notice those big old enormous tassels? Oh, they're ginormous. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole canopy weighs about 6.2 tons. Really? Yeah. Does it weigh that much because there's lights in it and cameras yeah. in it and things like that? I think so. Okay. But it can hold up to like 30 tons. It's like something nuts. Wow. It's the amount of, of equipment it can hold. But I learned that the tassels mean spring, summer, fall, and winter. The green is spring. Okay. It's called the uh, azure dragon of the east. Red is the vermilion bird of the south. So that's summer. White is the white tiger of the west, which is fall. And black is the black tortoise of the north, which is winter. The Black Tortoise of the North. Why wasn't that in Game of Thrones? Yeah, that totally sounds like a Game of Doesn't Thrones. Doesn't it? Black Turtle tortoise of, the north. of the North. Black Turtle <laughs> of the North. That sounds like uh, Jon Snow, Black Turtle of the North. <laughs> Let's talk about the ceremony, though. The ceremony you can watch online, actually, too. It's 30 The ceremony min- of what? The doyo. The doyo ceremony. Yeah, it's called the Matsuri which is uh, it's a ring ceremony. This is from Wikipedia. The ceremony is done to purify the doyo okay. while also inviting the kami, the, the uh, Shinto deities, down to watch sumo. And the ceremony is led by one of the tatagyojis, which is the head referee, along mm-hmm. with two other gyojis wearing white robes. The tatagyoji wears like a gold robe, and then the other guys, they wear white. And they pray for the safety and the well-being of the wrestlers. And they do a number of things throughout the course of this 30-minute ceremony to purify and to bless. So they use the sakaki plant. They swing that around towards all four sides of the doyo and bless all of the stable masters and the everybody, JSA, all the people that are there to watch and who are involved in sumo so they do that and then they also have these you know the zigzag streamers mm-hmm. that the yeah those are that called the shide. Mm-hmm. that's called shide they're put on the corners of the doyo but also there's like this little cage around the center of the doyo right where they're gonna bury the objects right, right. there's a little hole cut in the doyo a little square hole mm-hmm. and this ceremony is basically offering up gifts to the gods yeah offerings to the gods yeah and they put it in this hole and they they bury it. That's the center of where the wrestlers fight. Right. And what goes in the hole? Terea nuts, dried chestnuts, salt, yeah. washed rice, dried squid or cuttlefish, and kombu, which is seaweed. So it sounds like a meal. It does. And then they do like three pours of the sake there. Mm-hmm. And then they do several other sake pours around the ring itself. And that kind of makes up the ceremony. And then after, obviously, the ceremony, they... They cover the hole back up and really pack it down. Yeah, yeah. And is this ceremony done before people arrive or can people watch this? This is done about 24 hours in advance, the day before. Okay. They don't publicize it, but it is open to the public. So around 9.50, 10 o'clock in the morning, you can go and see it. Now, the one I had watched had no outside visitors because it was the last one because okay. no one was allowed in there. Yeah. But it is open to the public. The reason why they don't publicize it is that they don't want, like, every dumb dumb in the world to come in and make noise. They just kind of want to keep the numbers down. Okay. But if you know about it, then you can supposedly go right they don't but, want americans coming in and being like what's happening what's happening and like, taking why is it pictures? all in the metric system <laughs> and i can't follow it like, how, yeah. how many feet is that i have to remind myself just how loud i am <laughs> and just how like 
extra. I am that you and I have to like totally tone it down. We would have to totally. I'd have to have a conversation with you because I'm like I've lived there. It's been a while, but I know. But I'd be like, Lar, you gotta like chill. Uh, exactly. By the way, I did say, did I not say they do a little prayer? They do a Shinto prayer. Yeah. They do, uh, the, the Tachigyojis and the Gyojis do three times circle around the doyo at the same time as these, uh, taiko drums are drumming. Mm -hmm. And that's the processional that will lead them outside into the public where then the Gyoji announces, it has begun. The tournament has begun. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But I need to find out more information about this because I read somewhere that after the tournament is over, there's another ceremony where they lift the gyoji up into the air. Throw them up in the air. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, I over and over and over again. I don't know. I have a really funny visual. I could not find any video evidence of this. And it's Oh, I've to... seen a video of it, so I know it's out there. Okay, because it's meant to signify the lifting off of the spirits. And one gyoji is thrown into the air by low-ranking wrestlers as a way to send off the kami and officially end the tournament. Yeah, it actually looks terrifying. Is because... it like a blanket toss? Like, what is it? it, it they, yeah, it, yeah, it looks like they're throwing a small child in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. Because the Gyochi tend to be very slight men, and the wrestlers oh, are so And they're big. older. They're like, exactly. they could be like 50 so, or 60. Yes. Yeah, so I watched it kind of terrified. Like, oh my God. But the Gyochi knew what was coming. And he was kind of like, okay, I'm ready now. It was kind of like, he looked like, oh, I have to do this. Here we go. Oh my But he gosh. was good sport. Oh, that, then I definitely need to see that. Yes. One thing that I wanted to talk about, and going back to what I said, I talk about this, the actual doyo itself, made of clay, with water, all of that, it's earth. And mm -hmm. so it's naturally affected by heat and humidity. Yeah. So the doyo that's built in Tokyo, that's indoors, that's air conditioned. It's a different climate than, say, Nagoya. But for a place like Nagoya, that's like very hot and very humid. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that happens is that it starts to break down in really hot and humid environments like Nagoya. Okay. It also creates a super slick surface on top, which is in oh. 2017, Hakaho slipped yeah. and he had to he hurt his toe and he had to have surgery. That was oh. due to the conditions of the doyo. And if you look at the doyo from 2017, yeah. Nagoya, the side of it's crumbling. It's just like falling apart. It can be very dangerous, even though it's built correctly. It's just mother nature and the heat and the humidity starts to crack and then it can become just like an ice skating rink for these guys Ooh. and it can create a lot of injuries also at the end of the nagoya tournament it's yeah. different in tokyo the fans are allowed to go up and just basically yeah, destroy it you, you can take a piece you can just destroy it yep. if you want to but it made more sense that you could do that in nagoya because you're like clearly this thing is a mess and yeah. it has traditionally been a mess <laughs> after the tournament please take whatever you want because help us clean yeah because we can't put it back together obviously wow they say it's air conditioned there but it's just not enough to keep that doyo hmm. in good shape for the whole tournament. Boy, that's interesting. Yeah. I actually looked into, there is a study, considering my interest in cellulitis and all, mm -hmm. there is a study about the bacteria in the doyo and bacteria getting into wrestlers' feet and the use of salt on the doyo. Mm -hmm. um, 
and basically it, it comes down to, yes, there's a lot of bacteria in the soil because it comes from the banks of a river. There's just naturally a lot of different bacteria yeah, in there. like dead fish. Yeah, but there's no noticeable difference once salt is added to it. Like there's a bit of a temporary transient shift in the bacteria, like some other kinds of staff take over for just like a second or two. Mm-hmm. But there's not really any large difference between the amount of bacteria in the soil after the use of salt, which I thought was interesting that somebody out there is as interested in cellulitis <laughs> and bacteria on the doyo as I am and actually looked into it and studied it. That one person. Yes, that one person. That's I hope what you they make discovered. friends on social media because you need to find your people. And apparently your people are the cellulitis people. Apparently. So that's basically all I got. Okay. That's awesome. Did I ramble? No, not I at all. I felt like uh, no, this week was it, hard. This I feel week like every was word, really hard. Every word is just hard. It's just driven us all about batty. If we had a lot of sumo to watch all the time, it would make it a lot easier. Well, you're going to feel better mm-hmm. after my little bit here because, y'all, I wanted to find out more information about how they were prepping the facility in Tokyo for the tournament in July. You know, I wanted to find out more about how the wrestlers were preparing for it, how the facility was preparing for it. But I couldn't find any more info than we've already talked about. Not a smidge. None. I spent hours and hours searching and couldn't find a thing. So what I decided to do was just kind of give you just let's recap. Yeah. So that we know exactly where we are in time and what's been done so that we know just like the current situation okay here beginning of july okay okay so i'm going to take you back to april 10th after shobushi's infection was revealed on april 10th there was a state of an emergency issued in japan around the same time the jsa asked wrestlers to avoid any physical contact or wrestling the japanese government urged social distancing everywhere. Stables basically had to figure out on their own how to keep the wrestlers fit when the JSA said you can't wrestle anymore like you used to, okay? Right, you can't sit on the couch and eat Cheetos all day. No, we want you to stay in shape. And, well, and this was a practice. challenge, okay? So the biggest stables, like the largest stable with 37 wrestlers, they figured it out by dividing people in their lowest divisions into two separate groups for practice. So they basically had their lower wrestlers do two different versions of practice and then their higher wrestlers work together once. There's another stable that basically said, you guys can train anytime you like, it's your own discretion. And so they kind of staggered their Shiko practice throughout the day and evening. But somebody like Hakuho, who commutes to a stable from his home, could only do basic exercises at home in his own training room when nobody else was around. So turn on a fan, do the basic exercises. So it really depended on like where you were training, what your living situation was as to how you could even train at all. This is going to be so fascinating to see what fatigue or atrophy these guys like show up with in their bodies. It's going to be really really interesting. So on May 4th, the JSA decided to cancel the summer tournament And it asked wrestlers to, quote, always wear a mask in large rooms, divide food individually, and refrain from having conversations during meals as much as possible. So that was the beginning of May. By mid-May, Shibushi had died. Right. And the JSA decided to do community-wide testing for COVID. So they tested over 900 people. 
And they tested about 50 per day. So don't do that math in your head. I did it for you already. It takes about 18 days mm -hmm. to do that amount of testing. So it would be done by the beginning of June and they would get the results back. Early on, they said it would be a month or two. That's providing those people maintain their health between those 18 well, days, exactly. the beginning and the end. Exactly. But the idea was, you know, they wanted to get a baseline of how sick their wrestlers were who had COVID, look at stable masters, look at everyone who could potentially go into the arena in July, cameramen, people building the doyo, everyone who was going to be involved and get an idea of who maybe who had it and who was asymptomatic because mm. that's the real problem. Right. Like here in the U.S., we've heard that, you know, 40 to 45 percent of transmissions of COVID are for people who are asymptomatic. So if you could identify those people, then you could really benefit an entire community. Right. So that was mid-May. super, super important yes. to just know because a lot of these guys have pre-existing conditions like diabetes. So yes. this is, you know... It puts them at risk and you feel like, yeah, these are your most famous, your biggest players. You have to protect them. Yes. So after the lifting of the state of emergency in Japan on May 25th, some of the stables began to allow wrestlers to do body to body contact training, but not all. Some of the stables still prohibited this kind of intense exercise. So it really depended on who the coach was. Right. That, that's the end of May. Okay, so here we are late June, early July. We're waiting to hear the results of those COVID tests. I actually don't know if the JSA will ever make that public. We'll, we'll, we will know, though, because you're like, this person's not at the tournament. So yeah, you would have to know that there's an outbreak or somebody there has it. I know. So the funny place we're at right now is we're waiting for those test results. The wrestlers know that they need to intensify their level of practice before this July Basho, but they also need to maintain their safety through social distancing as much as possible. So there's a total of 45 professional sumo stables right now. Most of them have opened the doors wide and uh, gotten extra ventilation fans and things like that to use during some kind of practice. Mm, interesting. And some stable masters have allotted very specific time slots for each wrestler to avoid any sort of crowding in very limited training spaces. But for this July tournament to actually go ahead the way we want it to, even though it was pushed back a couple weeks, the wrestlers have to stay healthy. If we find out that more wrestlers are infected with coronavirus, they might have to just cancel the July Basho. They also have to stay in shape and be ready to perform. And that is just such a huge challenge. It's easier said than done. The wrestlers are still not allowed to do the kind of training where a wrestler would go visit a better wrestler in mm -hmm. another stable. Right. Like you cannot train outside your stable. Right. And that sort of training is so vitally important to keep improving your strength training and improving your sumo. That is still not happening anywhere. That means these wrestlers are going to be tested in a way that they haven't been if this tournament goes forward amidst these sort of conditions. Uh, so that's where we are. Okay. Yeah. So if it goes ahead, the wrestlers, when they arrive at the arena, they have to get their temperature taken twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. 
That's they, the same as last time, right? Yeah. They have to most do the of this medical. is the same. Yeah, as last time. They cannot take public transportation, just like last time. Before they enter the arena, they have to put on a face mask if it's not already on. They have to disinfect their hands. They still can't drink the water of power. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still going to have those mixed zones for any media and wrestlers to sort of socially distance and have an interview. All that's still going to be in place. The competitors are still trying to cut down the amount of time spent at the arena. So that means no shower after a match, no getting your hair redone. Like you just finish your match and you leave the arena ASAP. We don't get any of the usual shots that we get after a wrestling match. And there's still going to be no audience, even though that means a huge loss of income for the JSA and also no parties for fans. Wow. So basically what I ended up doing this week is just kind of refreshing my memory about everything that was happening and everything that's supposed to happen in July. And then I also looked into those very basic techniques that these guys can be doing. And there's three of them. There's the Shiko, the which we know. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of Shiko. We've seen a lot of it on Twitter, on Facebook, all those videos mm-hmm. of the guys lifting their leg really high and stomping. Teppo, which we haven't talked about too much. And sh- Tsuriyashi. Yes. Tsuriyashi. Tsuriyashi. So Teppo looks like someone gently hitting a telephone pole. Yes. Is what it looks like. Um, I looked into it because I wanted to know more about it. And it is actually really interesting. It's a strengthening technique for your arms, for your shoulders, and for your wrists. Basically, what happens is you try to move the same arm and same leg towards the pole and put all your weight into one hand, one wrist. As I you like to pole. call it old school exercises. Like it, ancient people yeah. were like, hey, how do we get in shape? And they're like, hey, just hit this pole. And... <laughs> Because they didn't have gyms back then. It looks so strange. They didn't so have strange. crunches. Yeah. So here they are hundreds of years later, and they're like, it works, guys. It works. It really does. What's so cool about these three basic exercises is you can go on YouTube, and you can get really great training on how to do these three exercises. And they are really good exercises. Like Shiko, really good for flexibility, for grace, for core power. Like when I warmed up and did a 100 of those in the morning, like... My inner thighs got really, really sore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it requires a ton of core strength. And this tepo really does strengthen, especially your triceps in the back of your shoulders. Because mm-hmm. you're putting, if you're doing it right, you're putting all of the your entire weight on one arm and then pushing off. Hmm. And you're getting used to the impact in your wrist, right? Wow. So that's what you're doing in the tepo over and over and over again. Like imagine doing that for hours on end. Whew. And the other... Tsuriyashi, I can't imagine doing this one for hours on end either. It's the shuffling. The shuffle across the floor. So you get like halfway down in a squat, your toes, your knees pointed out, and you shuffle forward. Your arms are in. Yeah, Yeah, your arms are right in front of you. And you shuffle your feet forward, backward, side to side across the ring. And the, the reason they do this one is because if you're sumo wrestling and you pick up a foot, you're much easier to knock off balance. Right. You so the more you only, can... You should have your feet down at all times. Yes. And that means your entire foot, heel to right. toe. So basically what it is, is it's practice staying in that squat, practice staying low so that nobody can knock you over. Extremely tough on your thighs. Oof. Yeah. You've got to have major, major thigh, butt, knee strength to do this. Um, but that's that's it. Those are really the three techniques that they have been able to do this whole time since 
April. Well, if they got kettlebells. I'm, yeah, some of them are doing, I've Sometimes seen Sometimes you see stuff. them in the corner and they're just like doing some like, really light, fast. like weird looking bicep. I'm like, I don't know if that's a really good bicep curl, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. You're, you can do whatever you want to, Tuck a K show. Well, and that's if they're in a gym that has that equipment. Right. And I would imagine some of our top wrestlers do have access to that. But With- lower ranked wrestlers may not. Yeah, that's They right. may just be relying on these three techniques. And I'm sure they're basic techniques for a reason gives you a ton of skill. It's going to be really fascinating to see who's excelling this time with that kind of training. And also, we're probably going to find out as we get closer to this, who has been training with with other people. Maybe that's the real benefit of being in a larger stable right now is you can start to do the contact sport training. Yeah. And then how much will just be adrenaline? I think day one could possibly be a shit show of just like these guys going, oh my God, what is this feeling again? <laughs> but then by the second week, I think everybody will, will they'll have, you know, all those days under their belt of knowing what it feels like to actually go at somebody again. Yeah. But I think the first day, first couple of days is going to be like, oh, what is happening to my body? What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, interesting. Hopefully they'll be like, ah, this, this is what I've been missing. And we'll see that coming through in their wrestling. That's right. So that's it for today. That is it, everybody. So thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Find us on the socials. Ask us questions. That's right. If we don't know the answer, we will look it up for you or we'll find somebody else who can answer it. Exactly. Exactly. So until next time, I'm Laurie. And I'm Leslie. Sayonara. Ja mata.